0: We're also on the Marketing Podcast Network at marketingpodcast.net. And of course, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You heard her. Go subscribe.
1: Welcome to Collective Cafe To Go. This is the podcast version of the Collective Cafe. Now, the Collective Cafe happens every single weekday, Monday through Friday, from 8 to 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time in Alpha Collective's discord server discord.gg forward slash alpha collective it is free it always will be free there are no strings there is no bait and switch if you like to listen live and even participate come on to stage comment in our back chat you can do that whether you're on the treadmill getting the kids ready for school getting yourself ready for work commuting into the big bad city, or maybe just even commuting from your bedroom into your home office. On Monday, we manifest. On Tuesday, we talk thought leadership. On Wednesday, we have guests take the stage, almost like an open mic. On Thursday, we do live book reads and discussions. And then on Friday, it's no agenda Friday, where there is no agenda. Start your day off on the right foot, on the front foot with virtual coffee, with the collective cafe, where we mastermind, we manifest, we collaborate, we help one another at the business of Web3 or anything else that intersects, whether it's culture, collaboration, creativity, innovation, disruption. So give us a subscribe if you're listening on the podcast or come and attend one day. Remember, it is a safe, Welcoming space, and you will never ever be put on the spot. This is the collective cafe to go. Good morning, good morning to everyone. How are you today? We have got an action-packed episode. Actually, it's not action-packed. Neither is it an episode. It's just, just the collective cafe. Um, How are you? I um, am. I've got a lot going on, um, and I'm excited. Good morning to Praxim and Tim and Bez and and Brucey. Um, we're going to talk. Uh, we're going to talk about um, uh, about Bud Light, and we're going to talk about Dylan Mulvaney, uh, and we're going to talk about Kid Rock, and we're going to talk about the Clydesdales, and we're going to talk about woke and anti woke. And um, first of all, what I want to do is I want to direct you, if I may, um, you're going to kind of get a kick out of this. This is, uh, this is very meta. And when I say meta, I don't necessarily, uh, and I'm not necessarily referring to Facebook, if you know what I'm saying. I'm referring to meta as in meta. Um, we, fortunately, um, have this amazing, uh, beautiful little uh, collective cafe that we do every day. I must say that the thought leadership that has come out of this has been exceptional. Some of the honestly best ideas that I've had in a long time are um, are all coming out in these mornings and um, and even and even though you may at times um, you may at times not contribute in the sense that you're sitting in the audience, you are contributing like you cannot believe. Just by showing up, and, uh, and often you're contributing in the text in text as well. So I do view all of this as, as collaborative and a work in progress uh, where we progress ideas together. And, uh, and so with the help of of ChatGBT, which of course is is also part of the experiment, right? It's also part of learning by doing. Um, I've been able to summarize or just put some interesting, um, interesting takes, like for example, key takeaways or key quotes, etc. And so in my newsletter, which I just published last night, um, I published, um, a, a post or a newsletter article called brand stances, taking a stand or falling for everything. Like, you know, if you don't stand for something, you'll fall for everything, um, and and what it actually is is a summary using Chat GPT of of our session in in the collective cafe, which of course you know the meta part of it is this idea of is it okay if you plagiarize yourself? Um, so um, I don't know. Um, by the way, Praxim is saying today at eight o two he's saying is it just me or is Joseph very quiet? Well, you tell me. Am I very quiet? I don't know. I. I, I hear myself in my ears and uh, I sound great in my opinion. Um, but let me uh, let me I've just moved a few little a few things up a little bit so maybe that sounds a bit better for you. So the, um, the link that I just posted is um, the initial take on on brand stances. And look, what I'm gonna do today is uh, I, I'm gonna do my best not to take a position although I'm not going to shy away from what my position is because there's no need to. Um, instead, I'm just going to kind of try and walk you through the chronology. Um, I'm actually very, um, you know, you know what I love about everything that's going on is, first of all, I love anything that promotes dialogue and discussion and discourse and debate. It's, it's healthy, right? Conversation is between two or more sides, not necessarily between two or more people. The second is that... Uh, I, I'm gonna create a case study from all of this and uh, hopefully teach it uh, at NYU or wherever I am teaching um, because you know it's it's so current um, and it's so relevant and there's so many interesting sides. One of the things that I always like to do when I'm in these situations is this idea of what would you do right it's it's uh, it's look, it's easy. Um, to be an armchair critic, right? It's easy to be a spectator, to to second guess. Um, it it really is easy. I've I've often said that it's actually very it's 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 actually very easy. Sorry, I was just opening up my um uh my Instagram. I don't know why. I, well, I wasn't actually trying to open my Instagram. I was trying to do something that um that I needed for the session. Um, and now I can't remember what it was. But it's 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 very easy actually to be a keynote speaker funnily enough it's like easy to stand on stage and go you're dumb and you're dumb and you don't know what you're talking about not actually to a human but like to a brand or like what were they thinking and it's 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 very it's very easy to be that what do you call it that monday morning quarter monday morning quarterback i think is the is the saying that armchair spectator it's much harder to actually do something about it um And so, with my students, or even with you, what I want to do is challenge you to say, "Well, what would you have done in that situation, and how would you have planned for it?" And so, w- what we're going to do is we're going to try and go through um the chrono, the chronology of what happened. So, Bud Light embarks on an on an influencer campaign from, and, and th- this is my understanding. Like it could be, I could be a little bit r- uh, wrong about it, but I like this narrative better only because um, I want to give the benefit of the doubt um, to everyone that is that is part of this narrative or part of this story. So they embark on a, an influencer program, which basically means that they don't just go out and say, let's... You know, uh, let's hijack, and I'm going to use the word intentionally. Let's hijack the fame, the fortune, the the juice uh, right now of Dylan uh, Dylan Mulvaney, which essentially is exploitation, right? Let's go and and newsjack um, someone who is unbelievably hot right now in terms of news, in terms of TikTok likes over a look like well over a million followers. On TikTok, uh, in fact, my my daughter reached out to me last night and said, "What what what are you doing discussing Dylan M- uh, Mulvaney?" And I'm like, "What do you mean?" And she was like, "Well, she's huge on TikTok at the moment. Like, is she coming on your show?" I'm like, "I wish." I've reached out to her agent, um, and I explained the angle as well. So presumably, they didn't just go out and reach Dylan because that would be Gratuitous—that would be exploitative, exploitive, um, in the sense that they're just—it—it—it—it it, it, it would be too, and 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 they didn't do that, of course. Um, but what happens is the whole thing just completely blows up, and quite literally, um, you have Kid Rock um, creating a video with with a an, a gun of some sort. I don't know if it was an assault weapon, probably was. Um, shooting and, like, destroying these Bud Light cans. Um, and, and a lot of people essentially um, boycotting or calling for boycotts of Bud Budweiser or Bud Light, Anheuser-Busch, AB InBev, um, All and in Sundry, um, even the introduction of, of an anti-woke beer. So this whole movement to basically punish the brand... And punish this move, um, and in doing so, making an un so let, let's let's compartmentalize who is being singled out, and and I mean let's call it as it is, right? Clearly, a backlash against a, a you know whether we want to call it uh, transphobic or not, um, whether we want to argue probably correctly so that uh, this country is just not ready prepared accepting of um, a transgender representative influencer for a mainstream brand that for the most part has always represented Americana right remember Budweiser changes its brand's name to America during July 4th several years ago there is you know, arguably nothing more American than the red, white, and blue of a Budweiser. Um, but here's the interesting angle. The brand itself um, is not doing great. And and so I'm going to read to you. Um, I try to, like, bring a few things out. Um, so where is it? Um, so I'm gonna, just going to read some stuff to you. In fact, what I will do is... I'm going to uh, post several links. If you are listening online, um, you may want to just go to the cafe chat and and have a look at some of these links. By the way, for the people that are here live and people that are listening live, this is essentially a live case study. So well done. You are now in my class. I'm your professor. And uh, there will be a test. There will be a test. This will count towards your final grade. So pay attention. Take notes. Just kidding. All right, so um, I've tried uh, also to get her to come on the show, uh, Elisa Heiner Scheid, uh, Heiner Scheid, who's the VP of Marketing. So I'll just read you some elements of the article. Um, the headline is, No future for Bud Light without ads with stars like trans TikToker Dylan Mulvaney, VP says. Days before trolls call for a boycott of Bud Light for its partnership with trans actress Dylan Mulvaney, its marketing vice president said the brand needed to be more inclusive and ditch its fratty reputation or go out of business. Um, so this was actually taken um, from, it's very interesting, I know this now because I've experienced being taken out of, No, I don't want to say out of context, but something that happens on my show suddenly now gets discussed and appears on other shows like Fox News. So uh, Elisa Heiner shied. VP of Marketing expressed her disdain at Bud Light's fratty reputation in an episode of the Make Yourself at Home podcast, which was published on YouTube on 30th of March. The podcast, presented by household management app Nines, talks to people at the top of their career to discuss how work and home are intertwined in the hope of inspiring viewers to live well in it, touched on evolving and elevating Bud Light, which she, which she said had been in decline for a really long time. She was set the task of attracting young drinkers or facing the reality that there would be no future for Bud Light. Bud Light I said Bud Light, that's probably Freudian. Uh, she said, I brought to that a belief in what evolves and elevate means. Oh, there's a nice line of elevate, in what evolve and elevate means. It means inclusivity, shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and men. Representation is the heart of evolution. She added, representation is the heart of evolution. You've got to see people who reflect you. Uh, Heine Scheid said Bud Light has a reputation as a brand of fratty, kind of -of out-of-touch humor, and it was really important that we had another approach. And so she continues um, to talk about the evolution. Now, I don't believe in this uh, interview um, that, and it's um, I don't believe that she talks about um, uh, Mulvaney, although the article does say the brand's desire to be more inclusive has seen a backlash from right-wingers who called for a boycott against Bud Light because they gave Mulvaney a can of beer with a face on it. So not only did they send her beer but they actually created these custom cans um you know with um you know with uh with uh, the influencer's face on the beer. Hell, I would have loved to have received a Bud Light with my face. I would have uh, put that behind my uh, on my shelf and 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 posted it very and kept it in my show. Um unbelievably Uh, you know, proudly. Uh, Mulvaney posted an Instagram video on April 1st in partnership with Bud Light, in which she said, this month I celebrated my day 365 of womanhood and Bud Light sent me possibly the best gift ever, a can with my face on it. I'm fairly certain there are better gifts than that. But okay, she's being paid and and that's fine. Um, There is nothing wrong with that. So in a way... Um Now, what this article has done, and what other articles have done is they 've you know put two and two together, which I feel is 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 not an unfair uh piece of math here, which is this need to um this need to kind of evolve beyond this fratty reputation let 's not forget that Bud Light was the brand that would buy six or seven Super Bowl spots that would all feature for the most part. Uh, young men uh, probably predominantly white uh, changing of late there've been some amazing campaigns for example um, you know the 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 was that for Bud Light or Budweiser um, that actually featured men of color um, so the brand has evolved in that sense, but certainly in terms of actually trying to get more women on board and different demographics there was certainly a need to be able to do what they ended up doing. So this article is now kind of the the backfill, the retro uh, explanation, which I think is fair, right? So um, now what happens is, of course, you have this tremendous, tremendous uh, backlash. Um, I'm going to play to you, see if this works, but this is an excerpt. I was trying to just, like, produce... Um, a few little clips, but you know, there's a whole, um, uh, Greg Gutfeld, um, uh, 13 minute link. I'll put that in, in the chat. Um, and, uh, I'm going to put that there. Greg Gutfeld, by the way, was the person who actually ended up talking about me, uh, not me, but Robin D'Angelo on my show, um, in the context of, you know, is humor dead and, you know, and, and, and Robin D'Angelo, Dr. D'Angelo had said that um, you know that a lot of comedy that had passed for being okay was now kind of racist, inherently racist. That comedy was inherently racist, and so I asked her like, "What's the future? Like, what is okay? What is not okay?" We had a really good conversation about it. Um, so I just posted the the gut the gut felt take, um, but what I'm actually going to play for you now is um, uh, Megan Kelly, a brief conversation. Uh, with megan kelly and uh uh, i think uh, i think it might be sky news australia or whatever but but let's have a listen to that um and uh i was able to put this on my roadcaster, so hopefully it will work
0: but let's talk about the beer company bud light one of the most popular beers in the united states hires a new marketing executive the new marketing executive just talks gobbledygook and garbage that basically, you know, straight, white, heterosexual men are terrible. And despite the fact they're the reason we're the number one beer, we've got to start to pivot. And yet again, this Dylan Mulvaney, who apparently is the only trans person that uh, they can endorse, ends up becoming the face of the brand. Surprise, surprise. The people who've been insulted by the marketing department turn around and say, screw you hmm I don't know what Bud Light was thinking. They had a marketing director for 43 years who understood who their customer base was and marketed appropriately to them. Then they hire some woke Harvard Wharton grad who's only 39 years old who outlined her whole plan three days before it was unveiled with Dylan Mulvaney talking about how we had to move on from these frat boy customers who she finds disgusting, but who pay her bills. Mm. Uh, I don't know if she ran it by the senior executives because they haven't said anything. And I predict this woman gets fired and she gets fired publicly if Bud Light wants to save its brand. Uh, There have been articles now, Fox Business and others, checking in with beer distributors, checking in with pub owners, checking in with sports leagues. People are dumping out their Bud Light like it's the tea party all over again (laughs) into the Boston River. Um, They're disgusted. Not just with the fact that this brand is aligned with a trans woman who's co-opting all these sponsorships and making a mockery of womanhood, but with the brand's disdain for what is obviously their customer base, which is working class guys. White, black, doesn't matter. Working class guys are the ones who drink Bud Light. You go to the sporting events, you go to an NFL football game, that's the beer in the stands. And there used to be almost a manliness associated with choosing it. It was something like a cool guy would do. Now, what you want is this Dylan Mulvaney who prances around dressed like Eloise from the books, like a child girl, like a little girl. That's your new ambassador? Of course, Kid Rock, the singer, and others are going to be dumping their beer and shooting their beer cans up. So they've completely misjudged their audience, and they appear to hate them. So, yeah, there's a massive backlash. So far, there hasn't been to Oil of Olay the skincare brand that caters to older women who are developing wrinkles. Why would you use a third? No, Dylan is 28, a 28-year-old 28 man. That's what Dylan is, a biological, to market your female product that is for older women looking to fight wrinkles. It's a pander. It's nothing more than a pander. And then there's Nike. The one thing a biological man doesn't typically have is breasts. Dylan is no exception. She's been hired by Nike to model their sports bras. There's of all things, Paul, not their sneakers, not their headbands, their sports bras. This is such a middle finger to actual women. You can't find an actual woman with actual breasts to model and market your sports bras, Nike. What is this?
1: Wow. So that's um, now look, I I could say first of all um, clearly a lot of the conversation that has come out has been from what would be considered, I'm air quoting now the right, they're jumping on the bandwagon or I should say the brand wagon. I haven't seen too much commentary from the left or at least balanced commentary. I feel that people that are balanced um, and, and have a responsibility to talk out and speak out about this, and that's what I'm doing now, whether I'm representative of the left or whether I'm left of center, I don't like any labels. Um, I certainly am not... Um, you know, I line personally very, very closely with someone like Bill Maher in terms of m- pretty much all his views, <laughs> including the fact that we have become a little bit too oversensitive and politically correct. Um, and there's be and there will there, there is a backlash against what is now considered this woke backlash. So it's backlash against backlash. Unfortunately, it becomes a zero sum game when when. People are just afraid and and vilified for saying things or trying to figure things out. I have no problem with being able to stumble into the future. I don't like being vilified or or, or shamed on either side um, for that attempt. Um, now I could say now just to kind of go back, Megyn Kelly um, is is as much of a hypocrite in the sense that when she moved to when she moved. Um, to uh, NBC, she also um, suddenly lost a lot of that that vitriol, you know, that that performance that we saw from like the Bill O'Reillys, and most of them are just performers, you know. Certainly on Fox News, it it should be said, um, they are playing a character. And uh, And so, you know, whether she was being disingenuous in kind of toning down and becoming more central when she went to NBC and now that she was fired, um, which I didn't think she should be anyway, <laughs> but now she's kind of back to the Megan Kelly that, that that does well for Megan Kelly. So I do look at these, um, and that's why I wanted to play one of those segments. Um, to kind of give you a sense. I mean, as Bez said, um, you know, wow, so dramatic to say Bud Light hates their consumers. Homophobia is alive and well uh, or horrible. Um, and, and he said woke is the wrong word to use in this context uh, at chaffe Juice. Uh, just call it what it is, against inclusivity or against transgender or whatever alternate lifestyle. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. And I am kind of, I am using, and I'm referring to kind of how it is being, represented. Now let's talk about what happens, right? So you've got all these like anti-woke beers and you've got um and you've got all this backlash and you've got all this conversation. By the way, everyone's loving this if you're in the media because you're getting views and you're getting clicks and you're getting, you know, you're getting engagement. Um and so that's another part of what I would actually spend time in a lesson is is, you know, analyzing the idea of all press is all press good press, right? um and 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 you know and so the there is the media clearly jumps on it because it's you know it's like of course they're going to jump on it it's controversial everybody loves this stuff right at least the media loves it more ad dollars um what about you know and and this is a common theme a central theme which is the idea that Bud Light is being talked about good bad or ugly Bud Light is being talked about the question of course is reaction what should the brand do? What should the brand not do, right? This is an age-old conversation. Do you speak? Do you speak out? Do you remain silent? Do you, like, what do you do here? You're damned if you do and damned if you don't. Sometimes that is absolutely true, right? So how do you deal, right? This is the critical part of the whole conversation. Now, there's so many other elements to introduce. I'll introduce them before I forget. Number one is, did you plan for this? Uh was this deliberate? Did you anticipate the backlash? Some do. Some actually provocatively will go in. Um, clearly, this was not planned for or anticipated. There's no question. But more importantly, here's the here's the bigger question. This is where I do hold um, not the brand accountable, not accountable, but I've said this, I mean, since I flippin' wrote my very first book, you have to plan for the best and you have to plan for the worst. Everything you do in this world, in this time, in 2023 and beyond, you have to assume that someone is going to be outraged. Someone is going to attack you. Someone is going to be unhappy. And so it isn't good enough to be able to do anything now and just expect it to be vanilla. By the way, vanilla doesn't, you've heard my quote, right? Vanilla is the most popular flavor in town, but no one will drive a uh, most popular flavor but no one will drive across town for it ironically bud light and Budweiser was vanilla is vanilla and no one will drive across town for it didn't have a point of view didn't have a purpose other than farting donkeys on the super bowl and so now suddenly bud light is front and center in you know so but but you have to anticipate now the third point i just wanted to make quickly and before we kind of go on the uh, chronology of what happened was um it's beer, you know. I mean, I, I think I think Whoopi Goldberg just said this on the View. They all analyzed it on the View yesterday. It's beer. Beer is not political. Beer doesn't affiliate itself with the right or the left, with the Republican Party or the Democrat. It's just beer. It's you drink it, you know. It, it's it's fun. It's a beautiful cold beer on a nice warm. Spring day or summer's day is awesome. It doesn't really matter whether you're a a, a man, a woman, uh, uh, you know, old, young, trans... It it, it doesn't matter. It's just beer. So why wouldn't you just represent the world in your commercials and why would you be so offended uh, by someone uh, actually making some money as an influencer and being celebrated? Um, And, you know... I I mean, look, this isn't meant to be logical. This isn't meant to make sense. This isn't meant to be rational. This isn't meant to be about common sense. This is all emotion. And by the way, and remember this, that what sells at the end of the day, you know, um, controversy sells, you know, so and emotion sells. Everyone always looking at... At advertising from the dawn of time, from David Ogilvy to Bill Birnbeck will say, we don't make rational decisions, we make emotional decisions. Why do we need that sports car? Why do we need that convertible when we're going through our midlife crisis? You know, it's all emotional. It's not rational. It's not looking you know, at the functional benefits and being able to determine, you know, what the fair market value should be. It's whatever the market pays based on need, on want, on desire, on scarcity, you know, on on image, etc., etc. So, okay, so here's what happens. First of all, I don't know, um, and I'll tell you what I think is going to happen throughout this. Excuse me. There's that frog again. It's because I talk too much. Uh, I'll be back in one second. (coughs) Mm. Hi, I'm back. Frog is still somewhat there. By the way, a little bit of a non-secular, but apparently Pepe is the new uh, uh, altcoin or shitcoin that's going bananas right now. Uh, Do your own research? Stay away from altcoins. (laughs) Um, And it's a frog. Anyway, Pepe token is sitting in my throat. So, from what I understand happens, besides all the kerfuffles and all the controversy, etc., is there is an apology that is issued. Um, Let's talk about the apology, shall we? Um, So, we've gone through, um, I don't have the link to Kid Rock um, uh, shooting the cans, but you should probably go and watch that uh, as well. I just want to say hello to anyone who... Uh, did I say hello to Peggy and Praxim and Jensa Chris? If I haven't already, um, I will also, um, of course, let you know the POAP code uh, soon enough. Um, but I'm gonna. This is a very long, uh, long tweet. But this is the uh, apology. It says our res- well, you know, and again, apology is a apology is is a is a big word um, because the apology itself. Has been lambasted and 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 uh, uh, and uh, attacked, uh, even by the right. So it says, our responsibility to America as the CEO. I feel like we need a sound effect. I don't know if this is the right one, but let's do one anyway. As the CEO of a company founded in America's heartland more than 165 years ago. I'm responsible for ensuring every consumer feels proud of the beer we brew. We're honored to be a part of the fabric of this country. Anheuser-Busch employs more than 18,000 people, and our independent distributors employ an additional 47,000 valued colleagues. We have thousands of partners, millions of fans, and a proud history supporting our communities, military, first responders, sports fans, and hard-working Americans everywhere. We never intended to be part of a discussion that divides people, we're in the business of bringing people together over a beer. My time serving this country taught me the importance of accountability and the values upon which America was founded. Freedom, hard work and respect for one another. As CEO of Anheuser-Busch, I am focused on building and protecting our remarkable history and heritage. I care deeply about this country, this com- this company, our brands and our partners. I spend much of my time traveling across America, listening to and learning from our customers, distributors and others. Moving forward, I will continue to work tirelessly to bring great beers to consumers across our nation. Bill, I think his name's Bill Whitworth, CEO of Anheuser-Busch. And I announced that I'm running for president of the United States. Uh, let's look at the comments. Oh, you know, I see uh, Sir Lord Joel Com, um, who's been on my show. Uh, so here are some of the comments: corporate nothing speak. I hope your base boycotts you harder. Piss response from manufacturers of piss beer sounds about right. That was from Joel Com. <clears throat> Stupid. Um, say what? Uh, The best comments are the ones y'all are are trying to hide. AK, all of them basically, lol, they must be hiding a lot. Fire your crisis communications team. Very disappointed that you did not feature any Lebanese Jewish trans woman of color in your statement. As a non-binary, two-spirited person myself, I feel as though my voice is being erased by you. Do better. Perhaps hire at Sam Smith as your spokesperson uh, and then a response says, "Why bring Sam Smith into this?" lol? he's innocent. Uh, Yasha Ali says, uh, "Yasha Ali, <coughs> who who I think might be from Iran, says awful statement," and then uh, posts this statement in video form, which is poor Miss South Carolina's response. Uh, <laughs> that that infamous uh, response. Um, wow. Okay. So um, putting your one, taking your one foot out of your mouth in order to insert the other foot. Um uh unbelievable, right? Uh let me just tell you what the uh the the poep code is. Um and obviously, you know, this is all part of what I want you to think about, right? Um for example, again if you were my students, lucky you, um I would be saying <clears throat> and I would be asking you uh you know what what should they have what should they have done is there anything that the statement could have said that could have made things better um, <clears throat> by the way uh this is the code uh for the for the uh, poap i think brucey raised his hand so let me bring him up um bruce come up i feel like uh how are you doing Oh, I can't hear you. Damn, damn, damn. It might be one of those things. Um, I try, and I really, really hope it's not me today um, and that it's just you, um, but try and, uh, and jump out and come back in again and, uh, and, and maybe fiddle around with your, uh, with your sound settings um, because I would love to hear your thoughts and comments today. It does look like my sound is working. Um, so jump out and come back in. <clears throat> <clears throat> Sorry, like having like a, and hello product Avenger. All right. So um, we have this response um, so often now, by the way, the, the best comments are the ones, are the comments, um, you know, um, I mean the best part of these statements, these tweets, these Instagram posts are all the comments. They're hilarious and and in some cases, they're like, you know, sad um, because they're so true. So anyway, <clears throat> just to add a little bit more, uh, let's say insult to injury. Um, what does what does Anheuser-Busch do or what does the brand do? They unleash the Clydesdales and, you know, they produce a, a spot. Um, it's one minute. I don't know if you'll be able to hear this, but I'm going to, play it maybe you can just comment and see if you can hear this because it is coming through the computer Um, but this is the spot so you can get a sense and it's um, of course um, I will also um, put this link into the chat so I'm just trying to give you everything you need um, to be able to follow this conversation but let's see if you can hear the sound
0: Tell you a story about a beer rooted in the heart of America, found in a community where a handshake is a sure contract, brewed for those who found opportunity in challenge and hope in tomorrow, raised by generations willing to sip. Share, risk, remember. This is a story bigger than beer. This is the story of the American spirit.
1: So I gave you basically the talk track in my very poor American accent. So they rolled that out. And of course they just got lambasted and pasted. And uh, you know, when in doubt, turn to the Clydesdales, um, you know, post nine eleven. Um it, it was trying to mitigate um and minimize, minimize and mitigate the risk, the backlash, etc. But of course it hasn't. And um and it's just continued to create more. And more hype, and more and more uh, controversy. So that's kind of the sto- oh. There's one more element of the story that I just want to share. Um, a lot of people basically made the uh, made the comment that um, the the market cap of <clears throat> of inbev was down five billion dollars amidst the the same time. And so I'm looking at a. I'm looking at a, at three links. Um, I'll post all of them um, because one of the things that you always want to do is is basically kind of like look at the market and say, well, how is the market reacting, and what is the market, um, you know, how does the market kind of look at this? And and quite frankly, does it matter? That's another question that is worth um, that's certainly worth um, thinking about uh, or being able to say is that in fact a fair uh, comparison. Um, here is another link um, that I'm posting from Newsweek that says, did Anheuser-Busch, in fact, lose $4 billion? And then there's one more, uh, which is 15 hours ago from Barron's, that says, Bud Court's controversy, why the stock market doesn't care. And in this case, it actually says Anheuser-Busch's InBev stock is up 8.1%. Um, I think year, I think uh, the year um, uh, year on year for the most part I've got to go and check that as well. Um, there is a so one angle to kind of look at this whole story is to be able to zoom out over time. We obviously don't have that luxury right now but the question is and I think I would love um, I'm not asking you to do this but again if my students I would say, I want you to, I want you to actually do an analysis. I want you to write down on a piece of paper and seal it in an envelope and give the envelope to me. Um, if you want to do this, um, all of you do it today and send it to me, email it to me, or just go and record. and 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 the question would be: Where? Do you, look at the stock price. You know, historically, look at Bud Light's market share. Look at all of these um, data points. Look at the short term reaction and make a prediction where Bud Lights not uh, where Bud Lights market share is going to be and where AB InBev's stock price is going to be within 6 months of this uh, of this news breaking whether you think it's going to be up whether you think it's going to be stagnant whether you think it's going to be down uh, you don't even have to necessarily put percentages in i would love Megyn Kelly and all of these critics to also put their money where their mouth is if they're such marketing geniuses or or understanding the way that the world is changing and consumer sentiment and inclusivity, etc. Um, there is actually a lot of data and research that suggests um, that that companies do better as opposed to worse during these kinds of storms. Um, but for me, a big part of the question is is the reaction. What what did you do? When did you do it? How quick response and responsiveness as I often. Uh, talk uh talk about it um you know so so the questions when you actually put them in in a line is uh did they anticipate the controversy, did they plan for the controversy? did they plan for the contingencies? that's your first like discussion part, right? The second part comes down to this idea of um you know of the reaction, right, which is should they have responded at all, and if so. How should they have responded? How quickly, how effectively, who should have responded? It seems that, uh, a, a, um, and we'll talk about Alyssa um, in a moment. And uh, by the way, she's a cancer survivor. She, um, In the article, she's had three kids, uh, I think um, um, three surrogate kids maybe. I don't want to say this uh, wrong. Um, I'll tell you in one second so that I get it. It's, it's all in this article because this whole article is more of a personal uh, explanation um, of of her and, um, you know, like understanding because the, the podcast was about work-life balance. So she's had uh, three kids through surrogacy um, and she's a cancer survivor um, um, and we'll talk about her in a minute. Um, so so you've got the response, right? Breaking silence, issuing a press release, Um where is alyssa? why is she not talking? Will she be fired publicly uh, first of all, she will not be fired publicly and, and 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 you know dragged through the town square and you know and 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 kind of like hung out to dry uh, most likely though i fear she will lose her job um or she'll be rotated somewhere um, it, it's 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 a it's a it's a real um catch twenty two Uh, If she is fired, there will be so much backlash against her, and and I'll jump on that. I will support Alyssa 1,000% if she is fired, but most likely she will certainly be gagged and minimized um, and most likely rotated to a different brand. You know, I, I love... I want to give credit to the company. I want to give them credit for putting uh, um, a, a woman in charge of this brand, for trying to bring more inclusivity, for thinking out the box, for embracing new demographics. Um, I, I've worked with the company before, and and I can tell you, you know that that the problem with Budweiser and Bud Light is familiarity breeds contempt. You know, it's it's uh, we've discussed this before. That you know the brand does better in China and other countries because there it's a sign or a symbol of America. But in America, what do we do? We go to craft beers and we go to all these other beers as well. We take this bud for granted. You know, it it is it, that's the reality. We have become way too. And I would almost say, like, I'm not even trying to be controversial, yet, but all those people, you know, like the people that should be boycott, the people that are wanting to boycott the brand. It's like. If you, you know, it if you mofos had actually bought enough of the brand, they wouldn't have done this in the first place, you morons. You know, if you were actually supporting this brand, uh, you fratty, you know, you you fratty, anti-woke, uh, right-leaning people, um, they wouldn't have felt the need um, to, like, you know, to like, expand into new groups and, and, and new demographics. So it's like, it, it's the hypocrisy of saying we're not going to buy you um, but we're going to deny other people the right to buy you, or the ability to buy you, or to choose you, uh, and that, my friends, is just hypocrisy one oh one. And and that is just unfortunately the reality uh, of the situation. You know, it's one of those things I, I've told you the story at Nando's, where uh, we had this whole ad campaign, and it you know had this uh, Billy Prince, the late Billy Prince. As uh, comedian uh, imitating Jimmy Swaggart and we had all this backlash and threats and you know by the way there have been a whole series of death threats let's not even go into that um, you know and and Molotov cocktail threats now with with uh, with anheuser Um you know and we had all these threats and we sent all of these people vouchers for chicken and they all redeemed them within 24 hours um, as well so you know it, it's just chicken it's just beer I mean i've been i've been through i've been through this controversy as well the 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 outrage or the faux outrage um and at the end of the day you know like it's just beer right it's just chicken but but going back to um you know this story as it unfolds um i mean it's it's it it's amazing it's amazing to me when you when you realize and when you see that 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 ultimately, you know, as I wrote in the article, when you don't stand for anything, you will fall for everything. Um, brands need to have purpose, yes, but actually what brands need is a point of view. Like brands actually don't need purpose. Like we need purpose in our life. Brands, like I don't need to know what like the purpose of a can right i mean purpose is you know purpose is is should be internal purpose is your culture purpose is why you exist you know purpose galvanizes your people your distributors your bottlers etc but i want to brand that as a point of view i want to know that you stand for something i want to know what your values are and and if i align um i need reasons to choose you um i need reasons to choose you besides price just price um, otherwise uh, otherwise that, that's fine. I mean I'll choose you on price if you want um, but then you're you're at the bottom of the barrel because you're a commodity you're nothing your rice, your coal, your salt, you know your uh, your steel, your wheat, um, you're all the ingredients of the beer as opposed to the beer itself um, and that's fine. I will buy and sell you and trade you on price. Um, but you will, never, you will never be able to charge a premium because you, you, you're just at the bottom, literally at the bottom of the barrel. So if you want me to choose you for emotional reasons and experiential reasons and pay you a premium price and buy into something, buy into a promise, buy into purpose, but buy into the P of point of view. So, so that's what I want to push brands for and challenge them to achieve to be able to implement, that, to have that point of view and stick to it. You know, as I said, like, I'm not necessarily telling you to double down. This is what I wrote, well, at least this is what we discussed on Friday, by the way. It feels like a lifetime ago. We had this discussion in part in No Agenda Friday um, just, I mean, it's Tuesday today, so three, two collective cafes ago. And I said, I'm not necessarily telling you to double down but I also wouldn't halve up, you know, like in many respects, which is pull back. And and I think that's what they've done. They've halved up instead of, you know, they haven't doubled down. They haven't defended um, or 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 they certainly haven't attacked. I'm not saying they should do that. They haven't defended their position, which could also be seen as defensive. But so instead what they've done is uh, is it's not like they've, Cancelled or pulled back or 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 distance, which they probably have done, maybe quietly. But what they've done is they've done uh, the misdirection or the you know or the or the just the avoidance. Avoidance is not a strategy, and so the apology doesn't mention um, Dylan M- uh, Mulvaney, uh, doesn't mention it, which is a real problem. Um, it just says, "Hey, listen, we're all about bringing people together as opposed to dividing them." Um, Well, of course you are, because you're a beer. You know, you don't, why would you be divisive? That makes no sense. I suppose you can get divisive if you drink too much beer, right? That's what alcohol can do to you. But that's another story for another day. Um, So, of course, you know, beer, the original social network, you know, we're all about bringing people together over a beer. But Dylan is a person And Dylan has friends and Dylan has, you know, family and there are people too. And surely they would drink beer. Um, And so that was your strategy, right? Your strategy... Well done, that was your strategy. Your strategy was to bring more people together, maybe new groups of people that traditionally were not drinking the beer or being able to expand your base because the original base, uh, it wasn't drinking your beer anymore. So well done, you were doing that. The divisiveness was not from you. You did not do that. Everyone else did that. They couldn't tolerate the fact that other people were invited to a party that exclusively had been theirs For the longest time, you know, it was a party with a cash bar and the people that were all, uh, you know, outraged weren't even buying from the bar. (laughs) So it makes no sense from a business standpoint. Um, And so, you know, the apology, Twitter, um, so much more that they could have done. You know, this, this is where social audio can play such an amazing role. This is where a Twitter Space would have been so much better. Get good old Mario Norful in, or or me, or someone. Just have a Twitter Space where you can control the conversation. For God's sake, you can choose who comes up and who doesn't come up. So you can actually. But but let me hear the voices. You know, um, and and look, if I like, like, and Elisa, Elisa should definitely not be fired. Maybe maybe the crisis communication team or the PR team. Uh, might be questioned i would hold them somewhat responsible i do feel that it's their responsibility to have thought this through you know the agency whether it's internal external you know shame on you for not doing your homework and making a mistake that quite frankly you know this is a 2007 mistake i mean you know i'll give you a copy of my book you don't even need to buy it um, you should not be making these mistakes in 2023 of all times when when the the rhetoric and the vitriol and the climate is so much more divisive. Um, so the, that, to me, is, is the mistake. Right? The mistake is you know the press release and and the Clydesdales and and not addressing the issue I would have created a Twitter space I would have invited Dylan McVaney on I would have also invited Kid Rock on I would have invited Megan Kelly on I would have invited all the keyboard warriors and the people that hide behind their shows to actually participate on a fair and equal footing and and you know it's like talk like let's have a conversation about it do you still feel the same way would you still say the same thing to Dylan's face? Would you? Um, and 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 let's get a, a woke and an anti woke advocate. Let's let's get you know whoever the the spiritual leaders of the two movements. Um, let's bring them up. Let's have a conversation. The only way we move forward is by talking about it. Uh, JerseyKing.com says I do not agree. Uh, that people were not drinking their beer, they are two times more uh, the closest beer company. Well, we've got to, we've got to decide though, uh, uh, Bruce. The question is, and I don't know the answer, is whether people were drinking Bud Light and Budweiser versus you know looking at the market share of you know remember. AB InBev owns, which is now a Belgian company, and, uh, you know, they are as much a Brazilian Ambev, and InBev is, uh, you know, they, uh, I mean, what's it... um I forget what the, uh, was it Barbarians at the Gates or what is uh, Is that the right book? Um, but they took over, you know, the the classic American company of Anheuser-Busch. It was a hostile takeover. Um, so they own, you know, so many brands like the Michelob Lights and the Michelob Ultras and, you know, and Stella Artois and, um, and Hogarden and Lefe and Corona and they own so many beers. Um, so, you know, um, I don't, you know. I mean, I think the statement of market share stagnating for Bud Light um, and even Budweiser is probably not that inaccurate. But we, you know, it's easy enough to just go and find um, the data points. It's all probably public information, and look at market share. Um, Look, people are talking, and uh, and and they're talking about Bud Light, and and maybe they're talking about transphobia, and that's not a bad thing. because you know this is where we are right now um we we can't go back in time um we can't regress although apparently we can um and i think we the consumer have to also consumers have to also have a point of view personally uh i enjoy bud light i was uh, at the yard house in miami um, and there were like three thousand beers, and I was like, "Just give me a Bud Light, please, because uh, because it's just too complicated." I've said this many times. I don't know the difference between IPA and you know, and all this kind of stuff. Just give me a lager. give me a, give me a Bud Light. Um, and I will continue drinking Bud Light and supporting Bud Light as long as I feel they are, you know, uh, they're showing a spine. Remember, I don't expect them to you know to double down but i don't want them to hove uh, up um and and that's my message to brands out there if you want to um you know if you want to play in this uh in this uh inclusive swimming pool right uh don't dip your toes in the water you know come on in you don't have to dive in head first, but but come on in um and, and then and then stay in, right? It may feel a pretty cold at first, but you will adjust to the temperature. Um or don't, you know, or don't choose not to. Um that's fine. If you want to be vanilla, if you don't want to have a point of view, if you just want to stay away um from from anything that might be considered to have any form of point of view, um, that's fine too. Um, but I don't believe that that is sustainable and I don't believe that that is a recipe for growth. Um, so I'm going to continue to monitor the story personally, as I said, as a case study. Um, you know, uh, it's, 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 it's a wealth of opportunity for students that are learning, marketers, PR, uh, communicators of the future. Um, but more importantly, again, my message, if you're a consumer, you know, uh, talk, with your, with your, talk with your wallet talk with your stomach, talk with your taste buds, um, support the brands that you feel share the, the, the same kinds of ethics and values um, that that you share and support um, and and don't support the brands that that don't, you know um, and you know and listen or 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 just drink the beer because it's just beer. you know so you know, as I was saying that I was thinking, uh, I'm not kind of giving. I don't want to now give permission to everyone on the right saying I'm not going to drink Bud Light because um, because of dot dot dot. But but honestly, you know, just I, I don't I, I don't believe that there is any reason, normal reason, for anyone on the so-called right to boycott the company, the brand, the beer, um, specifically because of being able to um, you know bring in. A wider variety or array or representation of influences that is not a reason to boycott. If anything is a reason to boycott, it would be the tepid response you know and the distancing and the and the hedging you know and and someone like Alyssa being fired that to me would be the representation to say, You know what you you kind of, you started this, you did this, you didn't have to do it, but you chose to do it. And now, and now you're going to find scapegoats and you're going to, you know, shift the blame. That to me is the unforgivable part. And I hope we don't get there. You know, I hope the worst of it was um, a, a kind of a legal affairs and corpcom vetted vanilla uh, apology, which we've discussed today um, and, um you know, and the Clydesdale stuff was just you know it's just weak you know it's not you know it's it's borderline offensive, but you know how can you ever be offended by clydesdale's right um so we'll see what happens. I hope you got a lot out of this. I think the important thing is to ask questions ask questions the what what would what should they have done? what would you do the what should they' have done is the first part of the question. The second part is what would you do? Um, and, and the third part, I suppose, is make your predictions in terms of where you see this going and where you see this unfolding. Um, and we'll, and we'll, uh, we'll chat about it on no agenda Friday. Um, so, um, so, uh, uh seems like all hell is breaking out outside. I'm going to end now and I will see you tomorrow. Take care, everyone. Bye.
0: This podcast is heard along the marketing podcast network for more great marketing podcasts, visit marketingpodcasts.net.